Hello, Bible Studies for Life student ministry leaders. Welcome back to another training session in our new podcast format. Hopefully over the past eight weeks together, it's been really helpful for you. We've made this change, hopefully just to make this training more effective and helping you to invest in your students. Um, we are beginning a new unit this week. Our unit is called Dealing with Messy Relationships, and I think every one of us can testify to the fact as whereas we would like for our relationships to be clean and streamlined and to work the ways that they should all the time, that's just not reality, right? And tragically, that's not even the case in the church. But that's okay, because we're not called to live perfectly uniform lives where everything is just clean all the time. The, the reality is relationships are messy, but they're worth it. Over the next six weeks together, we're going to look at um, how to deal with relationships that can be challenging. Session one is entitled Love, and we're looking at the scripture, John chapter 15, verses 9 through 14. And here is our main point. Let love characterize every relationship. Now, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40, we see that an expert in the law approached Jesus and he asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus' response was that all people are called to love God with everything that we are, heart, mind, soul, and strength. But Jesus didn't stop there. He said the second commandment is like it. We are to love others as much as we love ourselves. Um, all that we do is to be driven by genuine love for God and others. And in fact, Galatians teaches us that all the law is boiled down to just these two realities, love God and love others. And if we do that well, everything else falls into place. Sometimes, though, as Christians, we, we know that, we understand we're called to love God and people, yet we find that it's impossible to live like that all the time. Thankfully, Jesus shared in John chapter 15, which is what we're focusing on today, that we're not the ones responsible to produce this kind of love. It absolutely is impossible that we would kind of muster that kind of love in and of ourselves to show toward God and others. But the Holy Spirit, Jesus, is at work in our lives to help us to love that way. To experience this kind of closeness with God, it requires us to choose day by day to do certain things. The first thing is we have to spend time with God, consistent times of prayer, essentially important to our relationship with God, that we had spend time in Bible study, absolutely essential, that we're regularly invested in corporate worship and in service. There are things that we're called to do that go into our relationship with God, and not only that's a demonstration of our love, but that also cultivates an ever-deepening love in terms of our relationship with God. Point number one, we have to spend time with Him. Now, the second thing is we have to commit our lives to faithfully obeying all that God has called us to. Love isn't just a feeling and it stops there. Love is an internal condition that leads us to live out the things um, that are representative of genuine love for God and others. And what this means is love drives us to live in obedience to God. It involves living out our faith moment by moment, um, committed to obedience to God. We often see our relationship with God in terms of what's the least we can give and still be blessed. But that's not really what love looks like. Love is just the opposite in a certain sense. And it asks, what more can I give to God for the sake of his glory and for the sake of demonstrating my love for him? Jesus set the price high and he did that by demonstrating his love for us and that while we were still sinners, 
He died for us. When we were enemies of God, God sent his son who willingly died in our place. That's the ultimate standard of love, and we're called to reflect Jesus in the ways that we live. Here's the practical question that we want to look at today. Why are we tempted to give as little as necessary to get what we want? Here's the thing. In the earthly economy, in the ways of the world, that's the way that it works. We want to give as little as possible to receive the greatest benefit. I mean, there's this cost-benefit analysis that goes into our choices. And from an earthly perspective, we always want to give as little as possible and get as much as possible. But Jesus redefined that whole standard. What Jesus said is, I want to give everything of myself so that others can be blessed. And that's the ways that as God's followers, we're called to live. Um, Thank you for investing in your students and helping them to see this picture of love that Scripture clearly lays out for us. See you next time.